0: Hey there, I'm Heather Mulder, a former AmLaw 100 partner who just five years into my legal career found myself teetering on the edge of burnout. So that I didn't become yet another attorney burnout statistic, I decided it was time to redefine success from the inside out. Fast forward a few years and it worked. I had a thriving legal career balanced with a fulfilling life. What I learned is that you can achieve the success you want without sacrificing yourself in the process. And I'm on a mission to help you do exactly that. Join me each week for practical, unfiltered advice on how to successfully navigate the challenging legal market and succeed in both law and life. This is the Life in Law Podcast. You want to make more money, but you rarely, maybe never, say that out loud. Instead, you tend to talk in terms of wanting to increase your book of business wanting to increase your originations, wanting to increase revenues. But isn't that because you want to actually make more too? You want to increase your income? Yet you have trouble saying it out loud to virtually anybody other than maybe your closest friend, your spouse partner, etc. Partly because it's not considered tactful to talk about money out loud, but let's get honest... Oftentimes, it's because you know you already make a pretty good living, and shouldn't you feel content with what you have already? What's going on here, y'all? You're what I call money-shaming yourself, and today, we call BS on all of it. Hey there, this is Heather Mulder, host of the Life in Law Podcast, and as per usual, I'm really excited that you are here with me today. Today's topic is... I think really important for a lot of reasons. And we're going to go into those reasons in a couple of minutes. But I see this so often, which is one of the reasons I'm bringing it up today. There are a lot of attorneys out there who money shame themselves. And let's just be clear about what money shaming is. Now, there are different forms of money shaming. You could feel ashamed of how much money you actually make. Maybe you you know, grew up poor or know people who struggle and you feel like, oh my gosh, I have so much and I'm ashamed of that. You And we're going to get into a little bit of that today. You could feel bad or shame about wanting more money, which is the specific topic we're going to get into today around, you know, I make enough, I do pretty well for myself in comparison to others, I should just be content and be quiet and not want more. And this is something I see in so many attorneys, and I've seen it my entire career, my entire you know, lawyer career, and then now as a coach to attorneys, that I wanted to bring it up today. Now, there are other forms of money shaming as well. There are you know those of us who make decent money and then feel ashamed for how we choose to spend the money. Or feel ashamed around how, you know, what our finances and our savings look like. Maybe you haven't saved as much as you could have or quote unquote should have for your retirement or your future or your kid's college and you feel shame around that. That is a form of money shaming as well. And although we're not getting specifically into that, I think today's topic is going to help all of that, okay? Okay. So there are a lot of forms of money shaming, but we are specifically going to get into the one I see so often in attorneys, and that is this idea that, well, I already do well for myself. I already do well enough. People look up to me. People respect me. It's a respected position and profession, and so shouldn't I just be happy with what I have and not want more? And then also, I feel ashamed for how much I make in the first place right? Those things, that that type of money shaming. This actually came up with a new client recently. He was talking about, you know, I'd like to make more money. And he has good reasons for it, as we all do, wanting to save for himself, wanting to save for his kid's future and, and uh, college, wanting to save for his and his wife's retirement one day. And also just frankly, would like to not have debt, and would like to be able to take more vacations and do things with that money that we all want to do. And he said something that spurred today's conversation here on the podcast that spurred today's topic, because he's like, you know, I'm not like other lawyers. You, you go around, and I've noticed that you talk about, you know, wanting to make more, but most people don't say it out loud or say it in that way. They seem ashamed that they want to make good money or want to make more money. And so they talk about it in, oh, I want to help more people. Oh, I want to serve more people. Oh, I want to do more for, right? And yes, I want that too. But let's get real here. I would also like to make money myself, and I would like to make more. And I'm not going to be ashamed about it. And I absolutely loved that brutal honesty And willingness not to have shame around it. So my hope is that today's topic, if you suffer from any bit of money shaming or a lot, that you learn uh, where it's coming from, that you get honest with yourself about it, so that you can start rectifying the situation and move forward. I want to be real. Everybody wants to make more money. Regardless of how much they currently make or have made in the past, it is a very human thing to want more. More, right? We all want more. And that includes more money, more things, more possessions, more ease, not having to worry so much. So ease in in that sense of not worrying about financial security, not worrying about retirement, not worrying about the future. More money helps with that, right? There's also a human tendency to, for whatever reason, assume wanting to make more money often means doing whatever it takes. And whatever it takes mean, meaning going beyond societal norms, as though somebody who wants to make more and has that as a big goal is going to do things that maybe we don't approve of. Maybe they're unethical. Maybe they're even illegal. But that's just not true. True that assumption, right? Everyone who wants more of money or something else isn't going to do it at all costs. And that includes you. And I say that because if you are a regular listener of this podcast, I feel quite confident that that isn't you, that you aren't the type that's going to go after it at whatever cost, no matter what you know, everybody else be darned and I'm just going to roll, you know, steamroll over everybody. No, it very much depends on how you go about the act of trying to make more, right? How do you choose to try to make more? Yes, there might be shame in certain actions and being unethical and doing things illegal, but there is no shame if you're not doing that. Now, something else to note, okay? And this could be where some of that shame or guilt Comes from. And this is really important. You may be doing nothing wrong. You are likely doing nothing unethical. You are likely doing nothing illegal, at least I hope so. And yet still feel that way because of this. Perhaps you're doing things that are out of alignment with your own standards and values. So you see this a lot in people who choose to become lawyers, choose to go to law school because it's a way to make great money which can be a reason for doing that, but there kind of needs to be more. Like we all have our own set of values and you want a bigger purpose there because if you are going after it just for the sake of making money, it becomes about the money and not about anything more. And that's an internal conflict within you because of that. There are lots of ways to make great money that have to do, you know, with other things. Like you can you don't have to be a lawyer to make great money. And perhaps you went to law school for the wrong reasons. Perhaps people put you there because they wanted you to do well and you convinced yourself, "Oh, this would be a great career choice for all these reasons and people think I'd be good at it." And so this is where you see some of that disconnect. So it might be an internal values issue for you. And that is something to watch out for. Again, there's nothing from the outside looking in wrong with it. The wrong is it's wrong for you because you're not really doing something you enjoy doing that has a bigger purpose, that's utilizing your skills, strengths, etc., in the way that you feel best doing it. And so you want to be on the lookout for that. So the one thing I will note about that before I move on Is if that is you, be on the lookout for next week's episode because we're going to talk more about values and something I call the lawyer's paradox, which is the attorneys who come in you know, gung-ho, wanting to save the world, wanting to do, you know, big things or thinking, you know, having these big visions, and they work their butts off and they end up somewhere they never anticipated they'd be. And that may not be you because maybe you didn't even come in with the big vision. and But if you came in to the law for all the wrong reasons because you were pushed into it or you felt like you had no choice or it was just the thing to do or you didn't know what to do, you can also end up in the same place as those with The Lawyer's Paradox and the you know what we're going to be talking about next week you know the symptoms what to look out for how to identify this and then also kind of your first steps to getting on the other side of it so that you become more fulfilled and happier those are going to apply to you regardless so be on the lookout next week for that episode but let's move on into This whole money shaming thing, right? And that there is zero reason to feel shame around wanting to make more money, wanting to make great money, around having made good money. Now, you're probably thinking, okay, this sounds great, Heather. I'd love to be that way. And yet, I can't. My brain still has a hard time accepting that it's okay to want to make more. How? How exactly can I get over this? And and this is an interesting one that somebody once posited to me. Do I even need to worry about this or could I just like not worry about it? Be okay with feeling ashamed a little bit and move on. Like what's the point, right? Is this worthwhile to do the work necessary to kind of get over this shame, this guilt? Let's start with that second question. Why is it important to overcome your own internal money shaming? Here's the deal, y'all. Your relationship with money i.e. how you think about making it, how you think about how you spend it, your ability to make or invest appropriately, and how you feel about that. All of that combined, your relationship with that impacts how you make your decisions around money and things that are tertiary related to it within your mind. And when you have shame around anything, it's going to hurt your decision making, right? So let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Let's say you are a partner or you have your own firm and you're trying to grow your book of business. And the main reason you want to grow your book of business is obviously because you want to make more money, right? You would like to have a bigger income, but there's shame around that. Now, when you're out there marketing yourself, do you think that might impact some of the decisions you're making? Do you think it might impact how you ask or even whether you ask for business when you're talking to somebody? It does. I see this all the time. You don't even realize it, and yet it does. Perhaps it makes you not make the ask because you feel awkward. Or you do make the ask, and because of the way you feel about it, you fumble your words more, right? So you don't come across as confident as you could. It impacts your decision-making. It impacts even trying in the first place. So your relationship with money, how you think around it, and the decisions that you make around it impact your ability to actually make more money. When you have a healthy relationship with money, how much you have, the ability to make more, how you spend and invest your money, you're going to make more informed intentional decisions about the money that you do make and how to make it. And so this mindset shift will open up more possibilities to make even more. That's why this is so important. And you know this, right? If you're a regular listener, you know by now that I believe mindset is the foundation to success in just about anything. That includes making more money. Now, let me be clear about something. Mindset isn't the end-all be-all. It's not the only thing. And this does not mean that if you fix your relationship with money and you have a better relationship with it and the ability to make it and how you're spending it, that automatically that's going to manifest in what you want. I am not into the art of manifesting. I think it's a load of you-know-what and it doesn't really work that way. There is hard work that goes along with it. There is vulnerability that goes along with it. There are decisions that go along with it. You have to do the right things. And frankly, you can do all the right things and still not get everything you want. That's life. But here's what I am saying. If you are embarrassed and you feel ashamed for wanting to make more, don't you think it's going to impact your ability to go out and ask a client for more work? To ask a friend for a referral or an introduction that you'd like because they know somebody that could give you work. I'm telling you now, it is impacting how you go about the activities for making more and likely preventing you from doing the things that are, frankly, very simple to do yet uncomfortable that could lead to making more money for your practice, for your firm, and for you. This is what I'm talking about. You are handcuffing yourself. So there's the why, why it's so important to overcome this. Now let's get into the how. All right, so I have four steps for you. Step number one, dig into your beliefs. Ask, where is the shame coming from? What's behind it? And answer that honestly. So the thing is, is we all have reasons for our thoughts and our beliefs, right? Right? And it's very likely that there are circumstances and experiences that have shaped your belief around money. No, it's not very likely. This is how your beliefs have been shaped. Maybe you went through some experience where something happened and that has created a belief that this is the way it is or this will always happen or this is most likely that relates to money. Maybe you had a parent or a grandparent or an aunt or an uncle or somebody who was a mentor to you growing up who was ashamed of money had, you know, money shaming issues and they put it on you and you learned that from them. Dig into your beliefs and ask, why do I feel ashamed? Where is that coming from? And get really specific around it, okay? So when you answer that question, you want to keep asking this why question. Answer it and then say, okay, why that? Why do I feel that way? Why do I believe that? It depends on what the question is. Keep asking why until you can't answer it anymore or you start going in circles. I think I've talked about this before. It's called the 5-why technique. And you keep asking why up to like five times even. So that you dig really deep into your belief system, into the why behind it, and figure out well, where is this coming from. And let me just tell you, there may not be just one thing. It may be that there was a rule in your house that Started this, and then you saw something happen to a family member or a friend that cemented it, right? Or some experience happened to you directly when you were a young adult. It could be a couple of things you want to get behind that because you can't do anything about it if you don't know why. All right, so that's step number one dig into your thoughts and your beliefs, ask why. Step number two, you need to start challenging those thoughts and beliefs. Is that really true? Is it really true? I like using really because it helps like, trigger something within your brain to assume, you know what, it's probably not always true. When is it not? Why might that not be? The other question to get that going is to ask that question. Why might that not always be the case? Or when? Might that not be the case? So you want to trigger your brain into looking for, hey, when is that not true? When? Have, what's evidence? What are circumstances? Where are people you know, that I can look to that tell me that's not true? If you say, oh, that's not true, let's find a way to support that. That's not going to work as well as <laughs> what I'm telling you, right? So challenge it the right way. Is that true really? Is that always true? When is it not true? When might it not be the case? Why might it not be the case? Again, it triggers your brain into looking for the reasons behind instead of triggering your brain to fight back. When you're doing this, by the way, this step one and step two, and continuing on, you might want to consider writing all of this down having a journal, having a notebook, something you can write down your answers to what's behind this and what's evidence that says maybe this isn't always true. And here's why. You have created a habit in how you think, react, and act around this topic of money. Money shaming is a habit for you. And breaking any habit takes time, consistency, And frankly, intentional action (laughs) over time with consistency of that intentional action. And writing all of this down so that you can review it regularly and add to it later as new discoveries come into play is going to be very helpful for reminding you of why you're breaking the habit, how you're breaking the habit, what you're breaking. So just a quick tip. All right. So that's step number two. Step number three. Get honest with yourself about how much you have, how much you want, and why you want it. So you got to start talking about it to yourself first to be able to start letting go of the shame and being able to talk to others, which of course is going to be another step, right? That'll be our next step, by the way. And because you felt shame, you likely don't even get specific enough with yourself about how much money do you have. What have you done with your money? How much do you want? Why or what do you want to do with that, right? It's time to change that. Getting more specific is going to force you to start dealing with the discomfort of even thinking about it, which is your next step to starting to let go of the money shame. And the more you do it, the more specific you get, the more you talk about this just to yourself, you're going to get more comfortable with it. So start asking and answering questions like, how much money am I currently making? How much money do I want to be making? How am I investing my money for my future, into my family, into the things that I want? How am I investing the money back into my own practice? And what's the ROI on that? What would I like to do with the more that I've decided I would like. Be open and honest with yourself about that money. It's going to empower you to make better decisions about how to invest it and also how to make it. All right. So that's step number three. Get honest with yourself about how much you have, how much you want, what you want to do with it, and so on. Step number four, start talking about money with those you trust your partner, your spouse, your best friend, a mentor, a parent. Everybody's going to have a different person. For me, it's my husband. And I have some friends, business friends that I'm very honest with around what I currently make, what I want to make, how much more I want to make, what I want to do with it. This is where you take step three and go public with it. And I don't mean public to everybody in the world, right? But with the people that you like to share things with, your big dreams, your vision, your hopes, that you trust. Stop hiding it. Because remember, there's nothing to be ashamed about. And here's something else. The more you start talking about it and the more honest you get with yourself and start getting public with it, the better you're going to be in your decision-making for the people that can help you invest your money wisely, put money back into your own practice or firm wisely. You'll hire better financial advisors. You'll be more open and you're going to get better results, by the way. That includes hiring coaches even, like a business coach, like what I do with my clients. Something I've seen again and again through my clients. And this is especially so with my mastermind clients, because again, a mastermind is a group of people or people with a common goal. And the mastermind generally has people who want to grow their practices in some way, shape, or form. Usually they want to grow their book of business and/or they want to grow a team and all that kind of thing, right? And because the mastermind includes a group of people whose goals are to grow their practices, their books, and also their incomes. What I've seen and them is how sharing their dreams and their goals about the money they're making and what they want to make helps them let go of some of this shame and then get rid of it all Because when you start sharing with other people, you start finding out, guess what? They have similar goals. They have similar dreams. They have similar wants. And there's nothing to be ashamed about it because it's normal. Everybody feels like this. And you see that wanting more doesn't make you bad. It just is. Which means, y'all, that that old adage of not talking about money because it's not tactful or distasteful isn't actually true. It can cause more problems than was intended. Now, again, doesn't mean you go around bragging about the money you're making. There is a difference. Also doesn't mean that you lead with it, you know, with every person that you talk to, that you go telling people you don't know or it's appropriate to share with everybody, right? But you must and can be more open about it with the people you trust, with your mentors, With your close friends, with your spouse, with, you know, people who are peers who are on similar journeys as you. It's a good thing to be talking about. It's going to empower you to be more confident in your decision making and make better decisions for yourself, your practice, your business, your life. That is. Something I didn't necessarily expect to see, but have definitively seen within my mastermind over the last couple of years and its members. And it's something I hope for you too, which, by the way, I'm going to note... I am not currently filling the mastermind, but I will be this fall. So if that sounds like something that you would be interested in, you want to grow your business starting by the end of this year into next year to something much bigger. You want to grow your practice. You want to hire more people. You want to grow a team, whatever growth for your practice or business means. By all means, check out the mastermind. I am accepting waitlist Uh, folks. So you can go and I will put a link to it in the show notes. You can go check it out and sign up to be on the wait list, which basically means you will be the first to hear when it comes back out. All right. That is it for today. I hope that what this does for you today is helps take some of that shame that you might feel around money, whether it's that you want to make more, whether it's that you feel ashamed that shouldn't you just feel content because you make enough, etc., take the shame away, let it go, be honest with yourself, and allow yourself to actually make more and be more impactful. We will be talking again next week again about values and what I like to call the lawyer's paradox. So check in with me next week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Life & Law Podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode and aren't yet a follower or subscriber, be sure to hit the follow and or subscribe button so that you don't miss an episode. For show notes and free resources to help you succeed in both Life & Law, including the Life & Law Roadmap, visit lifeandlawpodcast.com.